I had a surgery and I thought, yeah, I can do like six hours in the hospital only reading config guides. No, I was on painkillers and I was tired. I was really disappointed about myself. And this was because I put too much pressure on me during that time. A friend told me it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That's network engineer Arthur Schwanley, who recently achieved his CCIE certification in Enterprise Wireless. On this episode of the Cisco Learning Network podcast, Arthur talks a bit about the journey of earning his CCIE and also gives some advice to people who are interested in achieving their CCIE as well. Community manager Tanner Swift interviewed Arthur for the CCIE Success Story, which is a program designed to recognize individuals who have earned their CCIE and who continue to support those in the community who are striving for their own CCIE certification. Pleased to be joined by Arthur Spanley as we dive into a CCIE success story. Arthur, appreciate you joining us today. How are you doing? I'm fine, and you? Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. For those who may not know, give us a dive into your background, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Yes, of course. My name is Arthur. I'm 31 years old by now. I live in South Germany, near the border to Austria. I grew up in Bavaria. I think this is more common in other countries. I live in the Alps. I grew up in the Alps. I started skiing when I was like three or four switched to snowboard so this is my passion yeah i started working in a technical job when i was 17 after school then i went back to school when i finished the trainee years like three and a half years of training with school and hands-on practice then i did one year in school in munich and after that i joined a company that focused on hotel wi-fi and that's where i get my hands on wi-fi for the first time didn't have much knowledge about it i just was told to install the access points here and there and do a site survey afterwards with echo then i joined a company that also had cisco as a vendor and that's where i had to learn and do my ccna I wanted to touch base on earning your degree at a tech school in Munich. You've said a degree which only exists in Germany. Can you tell us more about that experience? Yeah, like the three and a half years of training, it's hard to explain. It's like in other countries, this would be a dual studium university, but it's like, yeah, you get a degree after that. The school I did after that is one step higher on the same level like a bachelor. It's more technical and you learn how to train other trainees and also like the finance stuff. A lot of people have it small businesses. You earned your CCNA in 2015 on your second attempt. Can you describe how you were feeling after failing your first attempt and what did you learn from that that may be helpful to others who are in a similar situation? It's hard to tell because it's a long time ago. <laughs> I, I felt down because yes, CCNA is like an entry level, so it sounds like an easy step. And what I've heard now, it's more difficult than 
back then because back then it was in routing and switching, wireless, security, all these separate CCNAs. And if I heard it correctly or understood it correctly, now you have like one CCNA with all the topics inside. So you have to have more knowledge in not as deep as I understand it, but in more technologies. Yeah, but back then I really had no idea how a network is working. I had some basic knowledge about layer two. I knew what a VLAN is, but not what a layer three VLAN was. So I had to learn that stuff because the job I learned before, it was a technical job, but I learned how to repair televisions, old radios, installed satellites on roofs of houses and the basic cable TV stuff in houses and, and small, maybe voice VoIP stuff really basic, like for private homes, not for businesses. So 80% of the time I just was at some grandma's houses and did the settings on the TV I just installed <laughs> on the wall. So this was my daily stuff. But yeah, back to CCNA, it was a lot of information and it seemed like really, really difficult. Although discouraged by the failure of not passing his CCNA on his first attempt, Arthur eventually passed his CCNA certification exam in 2015. He then started studying for his CCNP routing and switching exam in 2016 and quickly earned that certification as well the following year. By that time, he was already in a wireless department for the IT company he was working for, which was a Cisco vendor, the Skaltel Group. While he was working for the wireless department, he was learning all the basics of the wireless world from his boss, who had achieved the CCIE wireless certification. Three years later, in 2020, Arthur decided to work for an Austrian-based company with branches in South Germany. Oh yeah, that's the company I still work. The headquarter is based in Austria, all over Austria. And I think they started in 2018 in Germany, four years now. And we have four branches in Germany at the moment. No, five, including Leipzig. The Leipzig branch is operation center and the other four are in South Germany as well, and we have design and implementations engineers there. It's really fun to work here because the knowledge is awesome. We have 25 CCIEs in the company. Wow. In total, some are double. We have a couple of double CCIEs. So I said to myself, after my CCMP, I will never do the CCIE. <laughs> Because, yeah, the CCMP was hard enough, but when I joined NTS, it felt not easy, but easier because I had so many people I could ask potential questions. In the wireless team, we have eight CCIEs, so the knowledge was there to gain from that. Also, yeah, with the pandemic, we had to stay at home. I thought that's a well time spent. When you did join, did you find it a challenge to try to compete with those other CCIEs around you? Or were you confident with your prior knowledge coming in that you knew you'd be able to fit right away? I felt pretty confident, but the stuff NTS did was a little bit bigger from the big picture. So I was happy to learn more, but the knowledge I had was good for the projects I had to do. I was the first wireless engineer in the German area and before I joined the company, the colleagues from Austria came to Germany and helped the customers in Germany. When I started, I was yeah, the, the first German-based engineer, Wi-Fi engineer. They all were really happy that I can support them. They did not see me as a competition. I love that. I know having your colleagues and team 
on your side when you're going for something like a CCIE is big. After working for this new company for six months, Arthur's new team leader approached him and told Arthur that the subsidiary branch in Germany needed more CCIEs and asked Arthur if he was interested in pursuing a CCIE certification. This was a major decision in Arthur's career and one that he did not take lightly. According to NetworkWorld.com, the average CCIE candidate takes anywhere from 6 to 18 months to prepare, take, and pass the written exam. And then, the lab exams take anywhere from 9 to 15 months. Another thing that Network World mentions is that, quote, Cisco has long stated the average number of lab exam attempts to reach a CCIE is between 2 and 3. The average pass rate of the CCIE exam over the life of the program is 26%. However, despite the inundating task of studying and the overwhelming possibility of failure, Arthur sat down with his girlfriend and explained to her that he wanted to go for it. She agreed and decided to support him through it. And with that, Arthur began his studies for the CCIE wireless certification. What was maybe the best advice that you received from your colleagues heading into your studies for a CCIE certification? Read a lot of config guides. <laughs> Nice and simple answer. I do find it amusing that you said you didn't want to go after your CCIE, and here you are today with it. How important was it for you to have a strong support system when you actually decided to go for your CCIE? Oh, it's very important. You need a good background. You need a lot of support from your partner. If you have one, you need a lot of not support, but your friends have to understand what you are doing. They don't understand it because when I see my friends, I'm the only one who's that deep in a technical job. And for them, I'm a guy who understands everything, but I don't. I know it, but from their perspective, I know everything about computers, networks, Wi-Fi and all that stuff. But of course, I don't know everything. And it was hard to explain them that this is something I really have to learn like a year now. I can be there on a birthday, maybe one hour, maybe have one beer, but two hours maximum I have to go because I have to study tomorrow from 8 to 8. At the end, I had these days with like 8 to 10 hours studying, not at the beginning. Don't rush too much, don't yield to do too much at the beginning because I think then you give up easier. I had like an Excel sheet where I had like my tables, two hours on work days and four hours at the weekend. I did some notes what I did on this day and then I counted or I filled out how many hours I spent today. When I was over the two hours, like two or more, the cell turned green and if not, it stayed red. So I try to avoid as many red cells as possible. It's not always possible because I had a surgery in November 2020 and I, I thought, yeah, I can do like six hours in the hospital only reading config guides. No, I was on painkillers and I was tired. I was really disappointed about myself and this was because I put too much pressure on me during that time. A friend told me, and I have to translate it maybe because he told me in German, but this is a really good phrase. It's a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So you have to focus on your goal, but don't say, okay, I only have three months. I have to study 10 hours every day. I quit my job and I study, study, study. I think this is too much pressure and there are a lot of topics you cannot remember by reading it the first time. You have to do it like 20 or 30 times and then click. 
then you understand it and then maybe this is a bridge to another topic where you kind of understood but not really and then you see the big picture of all the stuff and then you connect the dots and then yeah it finally makes sense I think it's definitely one of those things where you don't want to burn yourself out right away. And I think maybe a lot of us don't realize that we're doing it to ourselves, that there's not something on the outside, outside of the pandemic, yeah. which did bring a lot of changes around the world as well as a number of challenges. Outside of the surgery thing, what was the biggest difference chasing a certification in the pandemic as opposed to the prior certifications you earned between 2015 and 2019? That's hard to tell because the certification and the preparation for the certification is different. Of course, you have to learn a lot when diving first time into the CCNA and also CCMP, but these are different. You have like multiple choice questions and not really hands-on practice. I remember, I don't know if I <laughs> am allowed to tell, but in the CCMP, this was the old version. I had to configure mobility group between two wireless controllers. And this is like the easiest thing to do compared to the CCIE. It's very different. So it's hard to tell. What is the biggest thing that you learned about yourself as you've completed your CCIE? I can memorize a lot of information. <laughs> That's a plus. And I can type into my keyboard very fast. <laughs> hey man, no complaints on your end, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to be really fast. So this is something you also have to know. Being a good engineer is not enough. There are better engineers out there for sure than I am, but maybe they are too slow for this certification. You really have to be really, really, really fast. You only have five hours and the time is running so, so fast. I remember the first attempts I had, I was on task three of six and I only had like one and a half hour left. So then I realized, okay, this is impossible to finish. So I focused on reading and understanding what they want. Yeah, maybe I gave up on that point, but I said to myself, Maybe I can finish one task, but I have no idea what the other tasks are about. So I just kept reading what they want. What do I have to configure? Do I understand what they want? Do I have the knowledge to do what they want? Yeah, you have to be really, really fast. There are no mistakes allowed. If you have to troubleshoot your configuration, you probably failed. There are misconfigurations inside. There is time to troubleshoot a little bit, but you should not do something wrong. As you continue to move forward and work with NTS, do you have any personal goals that you set for yourself over the next couple of years or what, what's next for you? I started reading the CWNA book that is missing. The CWNA or the Certified Wireless Network Administrator certification that Arthur just mentioned is a foundational level wireless LAN certification. This certification is designed to ensure that a candidate has the skills to successfully survey, install, and administer enterprise Wi-Fi networks. This is a certification, a Wi-Fi certification that is not vendor specific. I start with that and then there are a lot of different certifications after that. And at the end, there's the CWNE. This is the last one. So yeah, my goal would be to have this one in a couple of years. But as these steps are different certifications, I don't have to be inside of my office and studying the whole time like I did on the CCIE because the CCIE was one big exam and these are steps, smaller steps. Of course, difficult, but smaller steps. 
lastly, do you have any last words or encouragement to some advice to those who may be on a similar path as you? I know you mentioned not trying to burn yourself out, but what other words of encouragement could you give to somebody? You have to learn to accept a failure. I had to accept four failures. My girlfriend supported me and my boss also. I never had to argue if I have to go again to the exam. It was always, did you find something you did wrong? Yes, okay, then go. And after the exam, oh, I have no idea what I did wrong because I did all to my best knowledge and did not go to the exam and said, okay, I misconfigure everything because I did everything in my best knowledge and thought, okay, this is the correct configuration, this is the correct answer. But yeah, it was not, obviously. And then rest one or two days, but keep notes. After the exam, go outside, maybe do a voicemail to a friend or your girlfriend doesn't matter if she understands or he understands what you are saying but these are the first thoughts after the exam you can re-listen it and maybe after the second exam you can connect the dots between the first message and the second attempt or something okay this is what they would ah now I remember a couple of situations I asked for help with my colleagues and I had a phone call with her and I explained what I have to do or what behavior they want. And while saying it out loud, I realized what they want. So yeah, keep notes, but be prepared to accept the failure. That's very important and it's hard. So I'm very young. I'm not that long into the wireless technology. Seven years is what they say. They recommend being in wireless five to seven years minimum. So I'm on that minimum level. But I think there are people out there spending their time with wireless like 10, 15, 20 years. And then they decide to go to the CCIE and they are for sure better engineers than I am. And then an exam tells you, okay, you are not good enough. But maybe you are good, but you misunderstood the, the question or you had a typo or something like this. So you have to be really focused and maybe cut off a task you are not sure and double check the others. So I cut off one task. I did not even touch it. I did not even try it. I did the math and I thought, okay, this should be possible without this task. And you don't have to have 100%. I don't know how many percent you need, but you don't have to for sure. 100%. So I cut out one task and because I had one hour left when I was finished, I had to decide should I do the last task or should I double check? And while double checking, I found three mistakes I did. So I saved like three points or three tasks. And these would have been wrong if I would have not double checked. Arthur, really appreciate you taking the time in your busy schedule to speak with us. And once again, congratulations on your CCIE. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. That was network engineer Arthur Schwanley and community manager Tanner Swift. To hear more about Arthur's story or to hear other CCIE success stories, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. There, you can find all kinds of training videos, study groups, and an entire community that can help to support you in your certification journey. And please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast to hear more stories of others in their certification journeys. Thanks for listening.